You're listening to Say No More, a podcast in partnership with WTBU with your hosts, Noelle and Margot. Margo woman, hello. Oh my gosh, Noe, it's been a week. It's been a while. A while since we've seen each other, but also since we've recorded, because we decided the first week that we recorded that we were just going to have a cute little best friends weekend. Yes. Which it, it was. It was so fun. We went to Tate in Harvard Square. And we did homework for multiple hours, and it we was ate so fun. Jerusalem bagels. Yummy. And then we went to have a little toasty time, and we got the truffles, we, the cake truffles. My first truffle of the semester. Actually, no, that is a lie, because my friends did get me a little itty-bitty milk bar cake and birthday truffles for my birthday. So that was cute. But my first truffle with you. So I'm going to say my first official truffle of the semester. I really appreciate you. It was my first (laughs) official truffle of the semester. It was my first Harvard Square run. It was a good one. It was a really good one. Delicious. Did, Did you register for classes? I did. Oh, my God. How did it go? It went pretty smoothly. Um, I just feel weird about registering for like my last set of classes at BU kind of ever. Yeah. Cue the tears. Um, So many tears. (laughs) So many tears, especially because I'm done with my major classes. So I kind of feel like not purposeless, but I'm like, no English classes? What? Um, How did your registration go, though? My registration went great. I ended up getting all the classes that I wanted, but it did feel like a slap in the face of like changes coming soon. Ch-ch-changes. changes majorly. And like, you know, starting school this year, I'm, I'm very excited to be in my last year of college. Like I think in terms of the context of school, I feel like the timing is right. But I think from an emotional standpoint, I'm kind of like, oh, oh my God, what am I, what am I going to do? So that was a tangent, but generally registration went great. I'm only in class on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Same? No way. Oh my gosh. So we have the same schedule? Yeah. This is ridiculous. Maybe so. Do we do like yoga or something yeah, together? Do ab- we do a bar class together on Tuesdays and oh. Thursdays or Mondays, Wednesdays? Oh, yeah. We of should. course. More but, time to record too. Ooh, oh maybe my God. we'll get crazy with it. Maybe, maybe we'll add more episodes. I think we should add more episodes. I think so too. Uh, so what classes are you taking? Ooh, a good question. I, <laughs> I'm i like, wait, what did I register I know, for? you register and you're so stressed about it and then you immediately forget. You just like black out. Um, I'm going to pull up my schedule while I think about it. I know one class for sure that I did register for because my roommates were like, we have to register for this one together. Totally. Is an intro to playwriting class, mainly because one of my roommates, Erin, who is in Sargent, has to take two humanities classes in her senior year because she did it to herself. Um, And she was like, please take this intro to playwriting one with me. So I'm in that one. And then I'm in a film theory class and a topics in film and lit class. And then just for fun, I signed up for a weightlifting class because I want to get good at it. Oh my gosh, like building up that strength. Trying to. I love that. I love that you're taking a weightlifting class because I'm excited. (laughs) I, I love exercise, which we will definitely talk about in another episode. You have but to have an episode about it for sure. I know, but I love that you're just like going all in and doing that. I'm trying to. Wait, what did you sign up for, my dear? Okay, so I'm very excited because like you, this is my last semester of major courses. So I'm just doing electives and I figured, you know what, like this was this was my logic behind my scheduling for this semester. 
definitely have been very overwhelmed and very busy this semester. And so I wanted my senior spring to be lenient, but still appreciating what university has to offer. Amen to that. Yeah. So with that being said, I'm in a full class day, Tuesday and Thursday, and I'm taking Intro to Nutrition because I love food. And I've always been fascinated by nutrition and cooking and, you know, serving your body well and putting good into your body. And so I kind of want to learn about like the science behind that. So doing that, I'm doing literature of journalism. Yeah. So that's a good thing. It's like an English class, but it's a, it's about journalists. So you're reading a lot of like nonfiction journalists and their novels and stuff. So like a lot of like Ernest Hemingway and like Joan Didion and like all those amazing people. Yeah. Joan. Yeah. So I'm very excited about that. And then what is my last one? Oh, I'm doing another art history class because I'm in art history right now and I love it. It's just the best. I mean, I love going to museums and I eat the class up every morning. Like I jump out of bed excited to go to art history. So I'm taking another one and it's on United States, um, 19th century United States arts and culture. So we'll see what happens. It'll be cool. So, so fun. I yeah. love, uh, maybe I should add an art history class to my... You can join my class. I, maybe. Because, okay, another, like, mindset I have going into, like, our final semester... Oh, my God. ...of undergraduate um, college is that, like, I'm never going to get the chance to do these, like, weird but fun classes. Yeah. Um slash like be able to like make them pass fail so I can thoroughly enjoy like just you know soaking up whatever I'm being taught um and I always think of how my uncle crit shout out to uncle crit in his final semester of undergrad I think he took a bowling class which is pretty baller because who would think to take a bowling class you know like I I'm thinking like oh let me do like yoga or weightlifting bowling was his thing and uh, a wine tasting class yes i've heard that the wine tasting class here is very popular it's very popular but very hard to get into yes they, they know that people want to get into it and so they make you take a prereq before but what's a prereq to a wine tasting class what do you what I does that know. even entail i don't i don't know because i wanted to take it so i could be like cultured about my alcohol intake totally and they wouldn't let me do it they're like you have to have a Shaw prereq I'm like that makes absolutely no sense to me "Mm, that's why Shaw is the most successful college I think I think they're all the breadwinners majority (laughs) of them like everyone flexes about question no 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 Shaw Shaw is where it's at yeah which is our if you're not a BU student it's our school of hospitality yeah oh and question is our school of business yeah just to kind of give a little background information i forgot that there are people outside of my bubble did you know that we had 47 people listen to our first episode what that's i checked our stats so cool and i'm proud of us i'm so proud of us too thank you for listening yeah thank you for listening this is really just us talking on a friday afternoon it really is like it's just me forcing um margo (laughs) time into my schedule and also noe time into margo's schedule totally Uh, Um. but it's fun it's never forced it's always a joy and you're gonna hear us like totally crying over each other every episode um but yeah i'm i'm excited for 
the last semester of senior year. And I I don't know, I've been kind of hit lately. I think it, what's weird about registration is that it forces you to think ahead. And I think, you know, I, and I know that you're the same way, but like we're planners, like we plan in advance. But I find that the only thing I don't really find myself thinking ahead about too much is like me as an adult. You guys can't see it, but I'm making like a confirmation gesture in the air right now. <laughs> She's Marco. trying to give me a high five. <laughs> I'm trying to give her a it's high like five. It's like an air high five from yeah. across the studio. But like I'm I'm just not and here's why. Here's uh, here's why. So I'm very excited for post grad life. I feel like, and my parents can easily confirm this, I came out of the womb literally at like 25 years old. Like I had like the <laughs> mental capacity of like maybe a, even a 30 year old like when I was born. And like my my mom and dad like know and it's my family knows, you know, like wine tasting class cannot relate. Like I only drink water, you know. I'm picturing like a little like female <laughs> Benjamin Button. It, but it, it kind of is like that. So anyways, I'm excited for post-grad in that I feel like I will physically, and by physically I mean like my actual body like walking around existing in the world, like physically will match with the mental brain that I feel like I've been at for the past like at least like from a social standpoint like eight years and that's not me saying like I'm so smart like I'm better than everyone else it's just kind of like I when I just think of like the things that I like to do and things like that that's just what I've been noticing so in that way I'm really excited I think where it is hard for me definitely is the emotional change because first of all like my friends here like obviously you are more than included in that i'm i'm not gonna make me cry second episode (laughs) we can't be crying we've plenty of time but anyways my friends here are like incredible they're the best friends i've ever had in my whole life like i've never had friends like the friends i've had here so the prospect of not like being around some of them as much in the way that college has been is totally heartbreaking and on like a similar note too which like I also know you spiritually relate to this but like my parents are like my best friends in the whole wide world like my dad and I talk every night on the phone like every single night like there is not a night that I've missed and if there is a night that I miss where I haven't talked to him it just feels weird and it's not like me feeling like I have to talk to him or to my mom but it's like you want to. to and so with that being said, and this situation might be different for you, but because of it being so easy to get from Boston to Nashville, Nashville to Boston, I probably say that I see my parents at least once a month all year round. And I know in post-grad, it's not going to be as easy to do that. Yeah. So I'm coming with the to the emotional terms with that of like, you're a big girl now. like, Which is such you a know? hard thing to deal with. And I, I completely relate to everything you just said, like in terms of um, – the adult thing I feel like I am ready to kind of exist in this realm of like a little more responsibility but not being like babysat if that makes sense yeah and I see myself doing like varying like early 30s late 20s things like which I already do but like I want to plan more things like I want to be the girly that's like reservation at this place after work we got it love that um but then like 
I think the most gut-wrenching thing about graduating and leaving, I don't know if I'm going to leave Boston, but BU is definitely going to be the friend thing because I, I feel like I'm a person that gets very attached to people I know will be in my life forever. Me too. And I do have like my home friends who are like my girls forever. Like they're, they're there. Like y'all know who you are. Um, but then like my friends here, it, it's just such a different experience because I feel like college is such a social experiment in that you're placed in a place <laughs> with a bunch of strangers that you, some you don't know, never have met would never meet in any other situation you and I for example right uh, if you didn't get placed or like come to this college and like I have friends definitely that like have kind of helped me become the person I am not shape my experiences or like how I perceive the world but have made me realize this is how I want to exist this is how I should exist yeah and so Obviously, like, it's an emotional thing where, like, I'm gonna, it's going to suck, like, not seeing you, not seeing, like, the, the girlies I live with all the time. But then it's also kind of, like, this is the test run for me to test out my f- semi-full self. Yeah. Like, because when I, I first came to college, I feel like I had not a damn clue who I was. And now I'm so self-assured, but then I'm also nervous because in my heart I kind of know that, like, I got to this place because of the people around me. Yeah. Because I spent almost every waking moment of my freshman year with the girlies down the hall, you know, and that kind of scares me. And I get the parent thing, too. What my parent thing is very different, but I do – it hurts me when I can't speak to my mom or dad at least once a day. Yes, Um, But the weird thing about me kind of entering post-grad or undergrad adult life – with my parents is that I feel like I'm at a place where I can either work on myself out in the States for a little bit slash maybe forever and like cultivate a life here. Um, Or I can maybe go to grad school and then go directly home and then be happy with my family and be as connected to my family as like my parents and I were growing up. Yeah. And I want both so much. I I would love to be home all the time if I could. And I would love to be here and I would love to see what life has to offer me here. Yeah, that's so hard. Uh, You're telling me, yeah. I, you know, when I hear that, that kind of shuts off my voice a little bit, you know? Oh my gosh, no, not at all. We're at, no, but I mean that in like a. But I mean that it's like in, the Hunger Games when they're on like the s- different pedestals, but the same level. Totally. Like at, we're starting from like ground zero in different lands. Yeah. Which is like scare equally scary, and like I can't even begin to imagine like the stuff that girlies with girlies in like um, general like person thing. I love to use the word girlies. It's her favorite word to use and I've started using it because of her. I'm sorry. I love it. My, it's so cute. My friends got me on that though so I can't it's like sweet. take credit. I love it. Girly applies to everyone. It does. You're a girly. I'm a girly. We're He's all girly. She's a girly. They're a girly. Everyone's a girly. <laughs> Conjugating girly. Conjugating girly. Um, but I just like people who have complicated oh, situations where they yeah. wanted to be home for the whole time but then they're like but my career or like girlies who 
people that have the best home situation yeah that too I mean when you hear people's stories like even this is very cathartic for me because it's like your situation is something that is definitely like a complex choice that you're gonna have to make like do I go back to Guam to be closer with my family and or do I stay in the states and think about advancing my career yeah and like I'm I'm not going to lie to you or the people listening to this podcast, but I was home for the summer and right. a bit of me was torn when I was there because I was with my family and I was with the people that like know me the most in this world and who I love the most. Of course. Um, Noelle has the most incredible family, by the way. I had the pleasure of getting to meet all of them at her birthday party this year and they're Seriously, one of the most beautiful families I've ever seen Thank in my you, whole girly. life. And I I, love I mean that so seriously. Like, I don't throw that around. They're the most loving, happy, cherishing cherishing family. And so I get it. I, yeah. I totally get it. Um, side note, like, it was so crazy. Cohesive. It was crazy seeing that group of people interact during my birthday. Because I never imagined seeing, like, my college friends get together with like the people Your that family. raised me yeah. like to see you standing next to like my auntie mossy this freaking like fashion goddess so was, cool. like i was like wow they can exist in the same universe isn't that crazy i know but you don't really think about that in college because everything's so compartmentalized like even recently like when i think about like my you know my grandfather recently passed away and when you're dealing with any sort of family situation, like family in general, you know, like I was dealing with the emotional component of him, him being sick. But at the same time, like, because I was at school, I was so, you're still so separated from it. Yeah. And it's like, you know, it just goes to show you though, that it's interesting when those worlds do collide. And sometimes it's hard to even think that they, they exist because you feel like you're living kind of not a double life, but just a duet. There's a duality there. Yeah. And I feel like this is a good point to kind of talk about the idea of coping in different situations because it's like when something happens back home, no matter how far away from home you are, yeah. How what do you what do you do? Like how how do you process that? Like something is changing away from where you are right now. Like so hard for you. Like how how would I like I don't know because I I also went through like not like your my grandfather or anything but like we lost um one of our family dogs and it was like that's so hard though but do you agree like that isn't it just like rougher than it would be if you were home and it happened yes because you feel so helpless yes yes going off of that there is a feeling of helplessness and I do feel a little bit of that right now because I want to be there for my grandmother but at the same time it's like and, and I am there for my grandmother. But there's also this component of, like, I know that there's only so much that I can do to help her from afar. And she and I have a very close relationship. And she probably appreciates Oh, yeah. And I know everything. that she – I know she appreciates everything. I mean, she's – her energy is very much, like, loving, appreciative, everything you could want in a grandmother. Yeah. Um, but I do think it it is hard when I know that – things are happening at home and I'm here and I'm and it it feels almost like selfish in a way like I know inherently it's not but like when you're separated it feels selfish because I'm like how dare I be 
working on my education and trying to like finish mm-hmm. these exams and not have time to like fully check in every day and all of that. And you feel that guilt, but at the same time, it's like, I know that she understands. It's just, again, it's an interesting dynamic. It is because it it's kind of like an in-your-head feeling where like everyone related to the situation outside of you is like, we understand like you you work on you and like come if you can or like yeah help in any way that you can yeah between classes and work and all this but then in your brain you're like I am such a horrible insert here like I am a horrible niece I am a horrible granddaughter well here's another kind of cool thing so my therapist which we will also get to like in another point of the episode but Yay like for therapy everyone should yeah. go to therapy so she was saying when we were talking about you know dealing with death and you know I was really stressed because my midterms all lined up with the week that my grandfather passed away and then I had to fly home and so it put me obviously of course exams completely come off the table in a situation like that like mm-hmm. I would not be doing that but I did have professors saying to me and my family saying to me on all sides, like, do your best. And what she was saying is that doing your best in any of these situations is not, like, your definition of being your best self. Like, me trying to, like, rush and fix my exams is not, like, what I think of as, like, my best self. And, like, me also trying to, like, be there emotionally while being stressed about school, you know, vice versa. That's not my best self. So you're using this term of like doing your best and being your best self is something that's very hard to quantify because the way that you define your best self isn't the same as how you are in these like situations. You know what I mean? Completely understand. Yeah, because when people are telling you to do your best for multiple things, it's like you have to spread your best self to become like multiple selves yeah if that makes sense it totally does it's like you're exploding into like baby margos everywhere yeah um, when you when you <laughs> in the love metaphorical that. sense i'm an english major we love we love <laughs> um but when you should really exist as just one whole full and fulfilled margo who gets things done as best as she can rather than with a time limit with like a time constraint, with an effort constraint. Um, I don't like that term either. There's so many phrases that people use for like comfort that just make me cringe, but I've gotten used to it. So I don't like, I'm not like, never say that to me again. It's just like in my head, I'm like, they shouldn't have said that, huh? Like that was not the right thing to say, which, okay. I I feel like this past week, I, I caught myself saying the things that I wouldn't want anyone to say to me during like weird sticky situations mercury retrograde I'm gonna oh, blame you we'll get into that of house of horoscope today oh my gosh I oh. want to get into it so bad but you totally. know when like I just feel like I was the person saying the wrong thing when usually I say like the right thing so that that's like unrelated to this at all but like just to the whole point of people saying to people be, do your best when it should really be like be your best self and like work in how you should work or how you're able to work right now yeah it's really 
it's confusing for sure. But I think, so going back to what you're saying of like how it's harder to deal with these situations when you're away, I agree with you because it's like when you're away and then you come back, there's no, um, like when you're with your family and you're dealing with some sort of situation and you're fully immersed in it, you kind of, I don't want to say you're desensitized to it, but you kind of build up like you're there you're in it like it kind of helps you to cope whereas when you're away at college and you come back in any predicament whether it's a happy one or a sad one or like a lukewarm one you're all in Mm -hmm. like you're hit with those emotions any of them all at the same time other other aspects of life are happening too it's like I have a midterm this week I have a paper due this week yeah and then like work is stressing out and then it's like family tragedy happens crash to the ground yes because it's like devastating when you hear it from the outside kind of or when you're not there to expect it um and I do agree to the point that like when you are with your family or home and something happens you you have this like let's get through it mentality of put your head down and like yeah present yourself to people and get through it and then process emotions later which like I think my family does a lot especially during like the funerals that I've experienced with my family which is is, I commend a lot of my family members for being strong enough to just like get through it and to just put on a brave face because I am not like that at all catch me crying like any any little inconvenience that like has to deal with my family I'm in tears always like if someone can't come home for the holidays tears like but it's like but that's so valid because you're you're in a a sense dealing with like a long distance relationship like with your family oh my gosh we're in a long distance relationship but it's it's very true have you had people asking you about what you're gonna do post-grad has that been a thing yet for you yes and I honestly find it very stressful and annoying depending on who the person is yeah that's valid annoying for people who are like mm, freshmen and sophomores in college or like just in high school yeah and they're like so what are you gonna do like you getting job offers you gonna go to grad school and I'm like can I get some time to figure it out (laughs) which is I know can I breathe please it's so true I when people I saw at my grandfather's funeral were wanting to like make conversation with me. That is the worst place to ask. I know. There were some people that like I never, ever, ever see. And they were like, So what are you, what are you going to do? And like the big thing that like I found that was funny is, yeah, like people just wanted to know, like, what are you going to do? And I, and there was like an expectation of me knowing exactly what, where I was working at, what company and yeah. all of that. And oh, so I, I don't know, I, I, I almost wanted it to bother me, but I think because I'm, I know that adults today don't really know the whole process of applying to jobs. And by adults, I mean like people like our parents age, like they're way farther up from it. So yeah. they're not like down on the surface of like the way that it works and the timing and everything. Because it's been a while and things have changed yeah. in the workforce and like 
even college and post-college and all of that. Right. So I feel like I was more accepting of that. And I was, poli- you know, obviously very polite and was like, you know, I don't, I don't know yet. I mean, I am very fortunate to know that like I know I'll end up being in New York mm-hmm. and we've had that family conversation. Um, Which I'm so excited for because I might be there. I I might I'm, be close. I'm keeping my fingers I'm my fingers crossed that you'll be close to me in any capacity. That but would be so fun. Um, here's what I find frustrates me. What frustrates me is less, and I've noticed this when I was dealing with the college process too. Adults asking me questions about what am I doing with my life in terms of like my academia and post grad and all of that. That doesn't bother me as much. It's more of the stirring, which I know you can't control, but the stirring energy around my peers Mm. about jobs Mm -hmm. of like people being like post-grad, like, what am I going to do? Like, I can't leave college. I'm really worried about this. You know, like that type of thing. I completely get. But then it's also like we are so, this is going to sound so hypocritical saying this, but we are too young to worry about like, college determining where we're going to be in life like how set up we're going to be even like post-college like of course I feel like the next two years of my life after grad are still it's like an extension for me to have a lot of adventures and have more fun and to experience things and to figure things out you're just Um, living yeah I want to live obviously I want a job and I want to do something very important but at the same time I'm I feel my youth, you know? Like, yeah. I know that nothing is going to be set in stone by the job I have in the next year or so. Yeah. Or I know that if I do choose to go to grad school, then that's a good time for me to to start my jumpstart. It's not going to be my jumpstart, but that'll be time for me to write and to figure things out about, you know, the industry that I want to be in. But for people to just kind of, like, spaz out about things happening for them in the next yeah. four to six months freaks me out. Yeah, that's, see, that's the thing that I, and you know, I, in those situations, again, I am very polite and I'm like, I get it. Like, it's definitely stressful. But then internally, I'm like, I don't want to be in this like energy space where yeah. people are like getting freaked out because my approach, here's my approach in my thought process. I'm curious to see what you think about this. Mm-hmm. But, I was raised in a way that was – I always commend my parents and I'm going to keep commending them because they were – they taught my brother and I that, like, you know, nothing is owed to you. Like, you're not entitled mm-hmm. to anything. Like, you you work hard. And, again, my parents were big, um, big into the, like, doing your best thing, which in the context of being a kid and doing your best, like, I think totally – totally makes sense um, going back on what we were talking about earlier so um you know so my my mom and dad are like you do your best and you work hard and so I came to school and worked over the summers and I do feel like I worked hard and did my best and I had great learning experiences and I feel confident not in me being owed a job or entitled to a job post-grad, but just trusting my experience and knowing that with my experience, with my knowledge, and with this beautiful, confident support I have gotten from my family, 
quite literally with my father saying every single night how proud he is of me every single night, which like I am very, very blessed to even have that, to have a parent tell me not go a day without saying that he's proud of me. Like that type of foundation, which he says to my brother and myself, it gives the individual the foundation to say, I don't need this stirring energy and this freak out. And it gives, and it's funny because when it comes to jobs, I actually feel very calm. I don't feel like I'm in this great big rush and I need to be doing something important. I just know that I have the experience, I have the mindset, and I will find a place that will make me feel happy. Yeah, and I love that. And I completely agree that your upbringing kind of does shape how you view this yes. adult life, adult and a jo- world. And jobs, too. Jobs, for sure. Like, I, I totally feel capable just because of how much my parents have invested in me, but also how much they, like, hype me up and talk about, like, different things I could do with my future. Um, And one thing that I love that I really appreciate, and I don't tell my mom this enough, um, she really, like, goes out of her way to see beyond my major as just, like, oh, she'll be a teacher because everyone does that no matter where I go. That irks me for you. First question. What's your major? Me. English. Two. You want to teach? Me? No. (laughs) Like you, my mom gets that like, just because my major has a stereotype. I just find that so ridiculous, but go ahead. Sorry, I'm fuming for you. No, you're fine. (laughs) I See, I know I could be a good teacher, but I don't want to be one. And heck yeah to that. If you don't want to be one, you don't want to be one. Yeah, that's not what I see in my future. And my mom knows that. And she sends me so many job offers from the sometimes like the weirdest places but also really cool places and like because she's an NBC affiliate she has connections to like that world and that industry and she really tries to be involved but not be like a tiger mommy about it where she's like I'll fill out your resume for you yeah I didn't have any of that oh yeah no tiger parenting in my household it no she like during college application time it got like a little intensified and I would joke I'd be like you're being such a tiger mom but no my mom was very much so like I'm gonna give you the tools you figure it out like yeah here are the supplies to build the tent you build it yeah you know that's really how my parents are too yeah which I really appreciate and I don't say it enough but I really appreciate it and my dad too my dad is you know I feel like the career I want and the industries I'm looking at getting into. Which is so cool, by the way, that you're an English major a lot. Like, of course, any major, you don't have to be confined to that yeah. industry. But you're like... I the, can do whatever, guys. The world is truly your oyster, which I think yeah. is awesome. Okay, sorry. I'm excited. Had to no, 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 you're fine. Give that little anecdote. We, no, we love that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, my dad, he is just very supportive when he knows he needs to be about what... I want to do and the things I get excited about um I think because the same dads I love it's like same but different dad energy like your dad's Good definitely father energy your dad and mom are definitely like the hipster parents and mine are like yeah. these like clean cut parents from the south but, but they're like parents but what's crazy is their parenting style exact same yeah exact same which goes to show there's a white a right way to parent a right way to parent. A right way to parent. And 
wherever you like truly like people could be from all over the world and be raised the exact same way as you uh-huh. as we are confirming with this you podcast and I, here we go yeah our podcast thesis yes um, parenting yeah maybe so maybe in like a decade or so <laughs> if we find ourselves being mummies of sorts mummies i'm gonna be a dog mom for sure i've decided this that's confirmed for me as well I don't think my chihuahua is going to die, and that is the one weird <laughs> statement I will make for this podcast. Okay. <laughs> if you want more context on that, you should engage with us on social media. <laughs> I love that that was a cliffhanger. <laughs> yep. But definitely all the people listening to this, at least from like my side of the family, <laughs> of the Stay No More pod family, definitely know what I'm talking about because one, I can't stop talking about my chihuahua, and two, they all know that he is immortal. That's incredible. Uh, Speaking of immortality and spirits going on, horoscopes, I see that you have a new platform. So Noelle and I have a podcast outline that we go through together, and she sees on the the outline I have a new horoscope platform. I'm getting my app, site, whatever, right? Breaking news, you already have the app. Okay, so... Guys, I just like re-downloaded CoStar today for this episode, and I already hate it. This is I know, but you know that aside, I did find a new podcast platform that I like, and it's actually a podcast, and it's on Spotify. And if you have Spotify, oh it is called Insert Your Like Horoscopes. Oh, I see it, and it's I a podcast. It's by Parcast Network, and they have it for all of the signs. And so what it, the way that it works is every morning they have, like, a one-minute horoscope, and they go through and they give you, like, wow. your reading for the day. And I really, the Gemini one. I really like this because this feels the most accurate to me. Like, it's not attacking in tone. It's really just, like, it just wants to give you insight about – where you're at at the moment and it's very like vague and it's not too specific but it still is specific enough to feel like you're learning something and you're getting something out of like the horoscope it's just positive that oh i knew that because i've been being being dragged through the dirt and the mud you are oh my god i just got called heartless by oh no no heartfulness heartfulness so you get that one too i wait i have to look okay so here's the thing with CoStar that I don't understand and I still don't like. How do I read my general horoscope for the day or does that not exist? It does in a weird way. It So you have a little – you have two statements okay. on the homepage. Okay. Wait, what? On the top and the bottom of like the today. Oh, blog. all updates? Yeah. Oh, I see and it. And so you can click into different things. So it says like power and work. So if you click into work – It'll give you your little horoscope for a few okay. days or through De- – Ooh, I got power through December for work. That's exciting. Catch me being efficient. Okay. So maybe we should do it that we're reading the our main pages. Yeah. Let's do it. So this is me reading my co-star for the first time in probably eight months after deleting the app. And I still am a big fan of the ParCast Network podcast – I just think that's my favorite way. And maybe I'll find listen to it next week and I'll I'll write it down. Find a way to like transcribe it and I can read that because that felt very reflective. They might have it online. Maybe they do. While Noelle's looking that up, I will be reading you guys my uh, horoscope for today. 
And just to give some context, once again, I'm a Capricorn baby. Today's moon transit, oh, also, Mercury is in retrograde. That's the other thing you all should know. Dun, dun, dun. Today's moon transit is being, oh, I can't, also we'll have to edit this out. Today's moon transit is bringing it back full circle, reminding you of how far you've come. You've, you're always independent, but right now that feeling of self-reliance is particularly strong. You know how to get things done. Do it. Call in your talents to help you expand your worldview. You may experience this as your romantic or creative life feeding your sense of freedom. Don't ruin every silence with boring small talk. <laughs> Me on this podcast. Your main challenge right now is to question how far you've come in your efforts to fulfill your ideals and to identify what changes you want to make. Most of life is out of your control, but you can choose joy. And you know what? I really relate to this. I like it. And here's why. Lately, I've been thinking about, again, big picture, trajectory of my life. As we've been talking about change, this episode is all about change. And because I've been focusing on that and thinking about change, I like that this horoscope is kind of saying, like, live. Like, do it. Like, live. Don't think about all that outside noise. To just lean into the flow. Whatever's happening. Yeah. I love that. So, co-star, I'm not mad at you today. You did good. You did good. Did you find find the podcast one? They don't have a transcription. Okay. We'll do transcriptions for next episode. I will write down at least my Thursday one or Friday one. Yeah, we'll do our Friday one. Yeah, Because we're next recording a week from today. Yay. What about you? What is your horoscope for the week? Ooh, mine is coming for me, I think. Okay. Right now, it may be harder than usual to love deeply and unconventionally. Stay away from anything that makes you feel stuck. Make adjustments so that you can refine and perfect yourself. You may feel this as your physical energy being inaccessible to your ability to transform and resurrect yourself. Take this moment to reflect on your individuality. Think of what you would normally do. Try the opposite instead. Your main challenge right now is to question how far you've come in your efforts to fulfill your ideals and to identify what changes you want to make. Every object exists in space on its own shadow. I I do feel this one, especially like the physical energy thing, because for this whole week, it's been so hard to be active. Yeah. And I feel like my body is so tired, but then my body is so angry with me for not being active. Like I get killer migraines. My roommates are probably tired of me talking about my migraines, but this whole week I've been having killer migraines because I can't get a good sweat in because sweating is how I release stress. And so I've just been balling up all the stress. I have a feeling this needs to be our next episode is talking about I think being it active. should be. I, okay. Th- Cause I, I attribute so many positive things to like being active and not like a crazy CrossFit way, but just in general. But just in general. Um, but yeah, and then even the idea of like loving deeply and unconventionally. Just, oh, I don't even want to get into it, but that'll be a February episode. That's a February episode. Yeah. So I'm going to stay away from anything that's making me feel stuck. And that's how I will leave this interpretation. 
Thank you all for listening to episode two of Say No Mar. We'll be back next week with a new episode. Please be sure to follow us on Spotify at Say No Mar Podcast. And you can also find us on Instagram at Say No Mar Pod. Again, we'll see you next week. And thanks for listening.
Um, oh wait, no. What?